Welcome to Inside Your County Government. I'm Doria Fleischer, Charles County's Community Engagement Coordinator. As you may know, February is recognized nationwide as African American History Month. I realized that I didn't know how this designation came about and did a little bit of light Googling. I found out that the history behind recognizing the full month is that Carter G. Woodson, who was a Harvard-trained historian, wanted to raise awareness about the many contributions that African-Americans had made to American history. So the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History announced that one week in February would be known as Negro History Week. And the first week was celebrated in February 1926. February was chosen intentionally because both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass had birthdays in February. So it was looked at that both somebody very important in history who was white and somebody very important in history who was black both celebrated their birthdays in that month. Unfortunately, Woodson died in 1950, but by then Negro History Week had received acknowledgement by more Americans of different races. And the week continued to gain notoriety and acknowledgement throughout the 50s and the 60s. During this period, elected officials of cities across the United States began issuing proclamations, noting this week formally and recognizing the contributions that African-Americans had made, and they continued to make to history and the culture of the country. In 1976, the celebration was expanded to the entire month of February. President Gerald Ford is quoted urging Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every endeavor throughout our history. At this time, the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, which is now called the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, this is the group responsible for creating the first week of recognition, denoted February as Black History Month. Every American president since Ford has issued proclamations that recognized Black History Month. So that gives you a little bit of background to the history of this month in our country. And now in 2022, I want to bring it closer to home right here in Charles County, Maryland. The content of today's podcast is so important to me, and I'm feeling really grateful to Renisha Miles, our Chief Equity Officer, for being willing to join in the conversation today. Renisha, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me, Doria. I'm really excited to join the conversation. I just want to give a little bit of background as to why I feel really connected to Renisha and am especially grateful to be surrounded by her knowledge and leadership. Renisha was the community engagement coordinator before me, the position that I'm in now. And Renisha actually sat in on my interview when I applied for this position. So Renisha, I actually should be thanking you for bringing me here today. So thank you. (laughs) Well, you're very welcome, Doria. It was really my pleasure to participate in the process of recruiting and welcoming our new community engagement coordinator. And again, I thank you for sharing your talents and your vision with us in this position. Well, thank you. I'm glad we're here together. And Renisha, you left this position, the community engagement coordinator position, in February of 2021, and you became Charles County Government's chief equity officer. Can you tell us about why you made the choice to take that position, how the position came about, and what the position entails? Absolutely. And I mean, I'd, I I want to note to right in the thick of <laughs> American History Month, I get this position as chief equity officer. Um, perfect timing. I, right. Perfect timing. I began my journey with Charles County government, actually with our recreation division in 2004. I've always had a passion for serving our community. So when I was serving as a community engagement coordinator, that aligned directly with my passion and the things that I like to do in terms of connecting with people and encouraging and educating and 
just inspiring. So being granted the opportunity to serve as the chief equity officer allows me not only to engage with our community, but to also encourage this understanding of the practice of incorporating diversity, equity, and inclusion into everything that we do in Charles County government. And so I feel as public servants, it's really important that we recognize the impact of our work and that we move towards making sure um, that we're providing equitable outcomes to all. So this position is really just a culmination of all the things that I love. And I do love working for Charles County government and, you know, being an important piece of the community and encouraging growth and inclusion um, amongst our community and our workforce. Excellent. Thank you. And I, I'm reflecting as you're saying, so you got hired as African American History Month was coming. And then by February 2021, we were in a very different place. And now February 2022, we're celebrating again. And still the world feels kind of up, down and all around. And, and we're doing this recording from separate spaces because of COVID and all of the precautions. So just interesting to look back how much has changed and how much has stayed the same since you took on that role. And Renisha, I really wanted you to be a part of today's podcast because you were a really big part of the planning process on how Charles County government could recognize African-American History Month this year and really stepped in and helped me out a lot in this planning. So part of my job is to help create media content to recognize African-American History Month with things like podcasts and videos and social media. I really appreciated being able to reach out to you and asking for your advice and feedback and ideas on ways that we could recognize and acknowledge and pay reverence to this month. And that's how this podcast came about. I felt that some of the things we talked about in that private conversation between us were really important actually for our community to hear publicly. And that's what brings us to today. So I know that you took on the role of advisor to me and you take on the role of advisor for many of our staff on issues like this. Can I ask you to share what it's like to be really the voice of diversity in our county? Absolutely. So um, first I'll say it's a major responsibility, um, you know, encouraging everyone to seek the shared understanding of the strength of diversity, and that includes equity and inclusion as well. Um, it's particularly important to me as a woman of color um, because it's a subject that's close to my heart. Um, I like to remind people that promoting diversity is not just my responsibility, though. It really requires the um, engagement and the passion from, from more than just one person. Um, when we look at our organization, it really requires that the entire workforce gets on board and pushes this envelope forward. Um, so, you know, I can light the fire, but I need the support to carry the torch. And again, it's a huge responsibility. Um, it's something that I do in my daily work is just creating that shared understanding, reminding people of what exactly it means to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the benefits of that for all of us and for our organization. Wow. And I, I'm going to I'm definitely going to steal that that expression that I can light the fire, but I need support to carry the torch because that really sums up community in general, right? That one person kind of says, let's give this a shot. But if there's not the power of voices behind it, mm -hmm. it's not a community decision. And I love the idea that you see this as a community topic, not Absolutely. just a you topic. So I wanted to share some of the things that I asked you about in the planning of recognizing this month. And I'm hoping you can share the responses you gave me and kind of the reasons behind them. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so first, can you talk about the difference between using the name Black History Month versus African American History Month? I know that 
especially now we're recognizing just how important language and words are. And I want to make sure that our listeners understand kind of why we use the words that we do. Yes. So yeah, naming and words matter. You know, your language is very important. And so again, for me as a woman of color, as a little black girl with a big name, like Mm. names matter to me. So when you put titles and things on um, certain areas, like you have to be conscious of that. So when it comes to the concept of black or African-American history, I think it's important to use the title of African-American history because it should be considered American history. Like African-American history is American history history. So this history has the impact on our entire country. It should not only be considered by people who identify as African American or Black. It should be consumed and recognized and respected by all. And so for me, it's important to also note that, you know, people come in a variety of shades and complexions and not all Black people are necessarily African American. Mm. So to isolate it as Black might not be covering the entire spectrum or hitting the mark where it needs to be. And again, that association with the fact that African-American or black history, however it is termed, is also American history. So keeping that American attached to it and then hopefully getting to the point where there really is no separation. We just recognize that this is all history of our country and it's not defined by individual classes and titles and races and all that stuff. So that's where that came from for me. I think that's huge. And I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about how something as simple as a title, which we don't, you know, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? But it would make some people feel excluded, or it would make me feel like this isn't my history. So just in choosing that word carefully, it totally changes the, the intention of the month. So thank you for for giving that background. It certainly gave me food for thought that I hadn't considered before. And I had shared some concerns with you that I had about making sure that when Charles County government shared information about this month, that it wasn't just generic. And you and I both talked pretty candidly about the tendency for groups to just focus on someone famous like Martin Luther King Jr. Can you talk about why that limits the objective of the month and how you would hope and like for more communities to recognize the bigger picture. History is very broad and rich. And so focusing on just a few milestones or specific impactful people doesn't really do justice to the entire story or the process that people went through historically. So I always encourage people to, you know, research further and, you know, start sharing more diverse facts um, so that people get introduced to new information. Now, don't get me wrong, that does not take Take away from the legacy of the many people that we often focus on um, because, you know, they are important to the history. Absolutely. And that's how they kind of get, you know, pinned all the time. Like we're always going to go to a Malcolm X or we're always going to go to a Frederick Douglass, you know, because we're in Maryland. But there were more people that were involved in the process and the struggle and that helped build our history. So we want to make sure that we allow depth in our understanding of history and that we add to people's individual knowledge and we provide them with new perspectives to consider. Even though it is history, it's, it's past, but there are a lot of facts more than just the obvious or the norm that we can take a look at and then it can inform our perspective here in the future. So I feel like it's important 
to break the status quo, if you will, and not go with the same or safe options because, you know, I feel like at a certain point, Martin Luther King is safe for people to talk about. Like we, we, right. we most of, most of us have very good knowledge of it. We're comfortable with it. We don't have a problem discussing that, but we might not necessarily want to talk about say a slave revolt or something that might be considered a more negative, if you will, piece of history, but it happened. And you can't erase it and you need to acknowledge it so that you understand where you're coming from. So you know where you're going. That's helpful to to hear it said that way, because I think it is it, it feels easy and safe. Like Martin Luther King Jr. is somebody we know we can celebrate. And I feel like it brings the country together and not that we don't want the country to come together in these conversations. But that also if we're only talking about the easy stuff, it's not really a conversation and it's not really doing justice to everything that happened. So I appreciate you giving that bigger picture that you just made, you know, it's not about being divisive or creating a separation. Again, I understand the need for safety, but it is important to acknowledge the truth and what has happened because you don't want to move forward in a state of misinformation or confusion. You're not allowing people to make Mm. accurate decisions given all of the information available. So um, I feel like it is more unifying to at certain points be transparent and just tell it like it is or like it was, and then Mm -hmm. we can evaluate and move forward. That's well said. This is why you're so good at your job, Renisha. This is this is why you got stuck doing a podcast with me today, because the way you say things, I think, makes a topic that can feel overwhelming or scary. It makes it something that I feel like encourages people to talk instead of encourages people to choose sides or shuts down. And I, I just appreciate that. But I promise we're going to talk about other things. I'm not just going to sit here and talk about you're good at your job, but you are good at your job. But we're going to talk about other <laughs> things, too. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, so another thing that was really, really concerning to me, and actually the reason that kind of shoved me into I need to call Renisha and get some feedback on this, was that I was really struggling with the idea whether I was the right person to facilitate these podcasts and interviews that we'd planned for the month. So for our viewers who don't know me, I am white. And it felt awkward for me to fill this role as a facilitator. I felt like it would be more meaningful if a black person did the interviews. And I so appreciated being able to call you in that safe space and say that and get your feedback. So can you talk about the discussion that you had with me and the feedback you gave? Yeah. So when we talked, you know, I totally understood your concern. And, you know, I believe that it's appropriate for you to facilitate these podcasts and interviews in this process because it's part of your job responsibilities. And um, who you are should not dictate your ability to do your job or not do your job. So Doria is always going to be Doria and how Doria identifies in, you know, gender, race, ethnicity. And her job responsibilities are always going to be her job responsibilities. We did not hire Doria to fill a specific box, you know, in, in that way. We hired Doria because she presented the ability to be effective at her job. So again, you know, African-American history is not just African-American or or for African-Americans or only black people. It is for all. So for me, because I'm all about inclusion, to tell you that you can't facilitate the process because you're not a black 
person would not sit well. That, that would not make sense to me. But again, I recognize the concern of it because you wanted to make sure it was sincere. You wanted to make sure that it would be well received. And that was a, you know, a proper concern that you raised. And I'm glad that we could have a conversation and that you could be more comfortable doing it. And I know as a professional, you're doing your due diligence to get your information and your facts all straight. And you are coming from a, a sincere place. And, you know, you're doing your research and you're pulling in the people that you need to. So, I mean, for me, you're doing your job and that's what you are supposed to do. And also by you not being a person of color, um, you might expose this information to people who are more comfortable when they do see or they hear you like they're 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 more ready to receive it. Like, oh, this could be for me because somebody like me is presenting this like this is history that I'm not familiar with that I wouldn't normally consider that I should pay attention to. But look at this. There's somebody different presenting it. And this is making me feel like I can get pulled in. You know, I'm all about creating those safe spaces for folks. So I feel like this will help make a safe space for some who might have been a little bit on the fence about whether or not they would want to tune into something or listen to something like this. But again, at the root of it, you're the community engagement coordinator now. And baby, this is your job. And you want to <laughs> do it. So, hey. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciated your, your honest feedback and helping me make this choice about, about whether to move forward and facilitate. And again, I can't say it enough. I think what I value so much about the relationship that we have and also about the position that you hold is that I feel I can come to you with my awkward, my dirty, my scary, my uncomfortable questions about issues like this. And you're going to give me an honest answer but it's going to be done in a safe space. And I think that's so important for these conversations that, that I feel like we can talk without it being an attack is huge. So I appreciate that, that role that you have for us in Charles County government, and then you being willing to, to share it again today to the, to the bigger community. So what else, Renisha, do you want us our listeners, the Charles County community, what do you want us to know about how we can best give reverence to African American History Month this year and beyond? This year and beyond, I would encourage everyone to give it more consideration than just in the month of February. While February is designated as the month, you know, to celebrate African American history, it should be something that people have access to and the desire to um, learn more about more than just February. Um, I really appreciated your um, lead in with the um, history about the creation of it and even um, the explanation of why it's in February, because, you know, some folks will feel, oh, we picked the shortest month out of the year to focus mm. on African-American history. So providing that insight, you know, will make a difference for somebody. So I uh, thank you for that. Um, again, you know, just digging deeper when you can, um, taking things a step further than the typical icons and facts. And, you know, just working to understand the real backstory in order to move ahead with all the information that we need towards a more positive light and a better space. I mean, because at the end of the day, history in general is important. Again, it's not always the warmest and fuzziest of things that, you know, have occurred over time and in history. But if you do not know where you have been and you do not, do not know what you have been through, how can you truly effectively move forward? So mm -hmm. it's important to acknowledge for that reason. 
Well said. Thank you. And thank you again for taking the time to talk with me to share with us today. Renisha Miles, our Chief Equity Officer for Charles County Government. It means a lot to me that you have created this safe space for us in government and us in the community to ask these questions and share information. Again, I appreciate the conversation. I look forward to more opportunities to share and learn. I welcome people to assist me as we create the shared understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion because it's so important and it absolutely requires the support of many people um, for it to be successful. And I do believe that together we can encourage the change that we need to move things forward in a positive manner for all people. So thank you again, Doria, for offering me the opportunity to participate. That wraps up our podcast for today. We hope you will tune back in for our upcoming podcast series called A Reflection and Celebration on Charles County's Past, Present, and Future. The first in this three-part series will air the week of February 7th. And in each episode, we will speak with leaders and members of the African-American community to focus on a different aspect of Charles County's history, current events, and plans for the future. For more information on Charles County government, visit our website, www.charlescountymd.gov. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to the county's e-news. Sign up for our text and email alerts through the Citizen Notification System. And watch CCG TV on Comcast Channel 95 or Verizon Fios 10. We're also now streaming on Apple TV and Roku devices. Just search Charles County Government. And you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts by searching Charles County Government can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and keep getting these good regular updates. Thank you for listening. Take care, stay safe, and stay engaged.